Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. David C. is a 72-year-old healthcare researcher. His prostate's been getting him up a few times a night recently, so you prescribe for him an alpha antagonist. One night, when he got out of bed, he felt a little lightheaded and unsteady on his feet as he was heading to the bathroom. He got so dizzy he fell and broke his hip. He sees you after successful hip surgery and says, I should have told you sooner. When I get up at night, I often feel fuzzy and off balance. Could this hip fracture have been prevented? Maybe so. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me to discuss this situation is Jillian Joseph, instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and adjunct faculty in the Department of PA Studies at MCPHS University, both in Worcester, Massachusetts. Jillian is also the course chair for Track 1 of PrimeMed's Primary Care Boot Camp for NPs and PAs, an on-demand curriculum that helps early career clinicians build confidence, hone skills, and succeed. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Oh, David. Poor David. He is certainly one of a growing population that is aging, but with all we do in today's medicine, aren't falls pretty uncommon? Well, you know, I kind of thought, you know, gee, uh, I ask people about falls, but I don't hear that a lot of times it happens. And actually, I'm, I'm dead wrong. Uh, the CDC reports about 25% of older adults fall each year. That's one in four. About 3 million end up in the ED, and about 800,000 end up being hospitalized with either a head injury or a hip fracture. The CDC estimates that this costs $50 billion a year. And most concerning, mortality data shows that 20% of those with a fracture of their hip die within one year of a fall. So the rates of falls and hip fractures have increased worldwide over time, but especially here in the U.S. For example, in 1999, there were about 10,000 deaths in people over the age of 65 attributed to falls. In 2020, that number more than tripled to 36,500 Americans dying from a fall-related injury. The demographics show older white adults had the highest death rate from falls, followed by Black, Hispanic, Asian, and then Native American seniors. Wow. Why are people falling? Is it just that the population is aging or people are living longer, so we're seeing them through more stages of life? What is it? Well, you know, that was my sense as well. Probably, you know, the people are getting longer. So the population's aging. So the risk of falls resulting in mortality is increasing. Some other factors are there too. For example, data shows that the percent of persons who receive at least one prescription that correlates with an increased fall risk rose from 57% in 1999 to 94% by 2017. These are meds like antihypertensives that can induce um, orthostatic hypotension. Sleep drugs was a huge issue. Older antidepressants like first-generation TCAs and opioids. In David's case, we gave him an alpha antagonist, which he was prescribed for his BPH. 
Mm-hmm. And such a common medication too. Is there any way that we can identify who is at risk of falling and maybe prevent falls like what happened to David? So yeah, as part of the Medicare wellness test, we're often encouraged to do the timed get up and go test where the patient is asked to rise from a chair, walk 10 feet, turn around and return and do so in under 13.5 seconds. So I've been doing this now for the last couple of years, but until I read this paper, I didn't realize what a crummy test it is. Its sensitivity is only 31% and a specificity of 74%, meaning a positive test may rule in a person at risk, but a negative one does not rule out the risk of a fall. Oh, are there any other tests that we can use to predict fall risk? I saw this test called a 10-second one-legged stance test, where you ask the patient to stand barefoot on one leg and track their ability to maintain their balance for 10 seconds. The study I read it in looked at adults age 51 to 75, and they found that one in five, 20% of the population, were unable to stand on one foot for 10 seconds. The way they did this test is they asked patients to stand barefoot and put um, the dorsal part of the non-supporting foot on the back of the opposite lower leg. They also asked them to keep their arms extended and naturally at their side, and where they were instructed to fix their gaze on an eye-level point two meters away. So they weren't allowed to put their arms out and try to do all sorts of things to balance. They were really asked, can they balance on just that foot? The proportion of those who could not complete this test varied by age. 4.7% of those aged 51 to 55 were unable to do it. But as you got up, by the time you hit 71 to 75, over half the group, 53%, were unable to stand on one foot for 10 seconds. They then followed this population for seven years, and during that time, about 7% died, 4% in the people that could stand, and tripling that number, 17% um, who could not. So not standing on your foot, one in six people died within seven years. They adjusted for age, sex, BMI, and comorbidities, and the hazard ratio of all-cause mortality was 1.84, implying that their risk of dying from any cause was almost doubled within seven years. Wow. As you were describing that, I was thinking, can I actually do that? But thanks to my <laughs> yoga practice. I know I can do it on one leg. I can't do it on the other. Yeah, I, think, I think I can. So what else can we do to try and help predict or prevent falls in our older population? Well, we teach our students here to not ask, have you fallen? Because people don't necessarily like to admit it. So we ask them to normalize it by saying, when was the last time you fell? Or how many times have you fallen in the last six months? The other things we can do are review their meds and eliminate those that can induce hypotension, especially certain antihypertensives, any sedative hypnotic. We really, as a healthcare team, need to move away from these drugs. And for David, reconsider other ways to treat his BPH. For those who um, are demonstrating weakness, I refer people to physical therapy, and I write it for strength and balance training. And for anybody with a neuropathy, make sure you work it up, because the risk of things like a B12 deficiency can go unnoticed until far into uh, uh, the patient developing a neuropathy from it. 
for people who are very homebound or have a variety of issues, a VNA assessment for home risks uh, are very helpful. And they can provide things like uh, hand grabs in the bathroom, can get rid of loose rugs, and a whole host of other tools that can help lower that patient's risk of falls. Thank you, Frank, for that reminder and very good uh, information here with this test that may, sounds like it would actually be more helpful than the uh, timed get up and go test. So thanks for bringing it. I tend to agree. Thanks, Jillian. Practice pointer. For adults, add the 10-second one-legged stand test to identify those at risk for falls, fractures, and an increased risk of mortality. Try to reduce the medications that can increase their fall risk and refer the rest for physical therapy to get strength and balance training. Join us next time when we discuss the best evidence on managing acute, nonspecific low back pain. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, and be sure to check out PrimeMed.com for additional CME content.